Welcome back to the Arizona Wildlife Federation podcast. My name is Michael and I am your host. Let's see, it is, uh, it's Friday uh, that I'm recording this and tomorrow morning I'm getting up bright and early and heading down to the Arizona Game and Fish Outdoor Expo. Now, of course, by the time you listen to this podcast on Monday, it will be past, just past. But I hope, I hope you had the opportunity to get down there because, man, it's fun. Outdoor vendors uh, and outdoor nonprofits, outdoor activities, it's, it's got something for everybody. It's a big deal. And, um, yeah, I hope you got by the AWF booth and you said hello. And see, also, I am just back from uh, several days of advocating for public lands in Washington, D.C., and uh, I am... I'm not going to say I'm a bit jet lagged. I'm really jet lagged. So forgive me. I'm not firing on all cylinders here today, but we're going to get through this. Okay. Today's show. Today's show was one of the funnest I've recorded in a while. Um, I had an absolute ball doing it. It's with Nathan Fife of Arizona Game and Fish Department, small grain program, and AJ Murawski of Valley of the Sun Quail Forever. Nathan was my, my nemesis in racing to be the first to finish the Arizona small game challenge. Um, this challenge might be a little more challenging than you think, uh, and you're going to find out in this podcast, but you're also going to find out how much fun we had chasing it, and you might find out who actually came out on top. No spoiler alert, so just stick around, listen to the podcast, and you can you can discover that on your own. And uh, I got to say, AJ too. AJ, I, I, I rarely meet folks with a passion for outdoors that's on the level of childlike enthusiasm. Um, and I feel like that's something I've always had. And it's apparent in AJ. You know, he was smiling ear to ear throughout this whole conversation. And it just made my day. Yeah, listen to this. You're, you're going to have a good time, I promise. Uh, but before we get to that, let's run through a few outdoor uh, volunteer and recreation opportunities from our great, great conservation organizations here in Arizona. All right, uh, the Arizona Elk Society. Uh, at the Arizona Elk Society office, it's time to gear up for this year's banquets. There are various admin tasks, items to label, pack, banquet gear to be staged, and trailers to be loaded. If you would like to help prepare for our volunteer at one of this year's banquets, please see the links below. Let's see. All right, so we are going to have the Mesa Banquet on April 1st. We are going to have... Northern Arizona Peaks Banquet on July 15th. I know that's a ways down the road. We will revisit that. White Mountains Banquet on June 10th. Again, we'll re revisit that as well. And then the uh, annual Marvin Robbins Youth Turkey Camp is almost here. That's April 20th through the 23rd of 2023. All right. Um, Learn to hunt Arizona's wild turkeys in this mentored turkey hunting camp. Seminars, outdoor skills, activities, camping, and meals provided. Let's see. Uh, there are non-permit tags available in units 4A and 4B. So no no excuse not to get involved in this one. Uh, location is Concord, Colcord Ridge Campground east of Payson. And this is serving units 23, 4A, 4B, and 3C. Hosted by the National Wild Turkey Federation, Elk Society, and Phoenix Varmint Callers. Turkey hunting is an absolute hoot. And if you've been thinking about it and are not sure where to start, this is an excellent, excellent opportunity for you. So don't, don't let it slip by. All right, Southern Arizona Quail Forever is celebrating Earth Day on April 21st and 22nd by building one rock dams at the Coronado Monument. Please contact Jim Littlejohn to volunteer, and I will have Jim's info below. So look for that there. Um, April 8th, you can join the Arizona Wildlife Federation for a wilderness fence removal project with our volunteers for wildlife. 
spend a day in the field with other like-minded folks removing abandoned barbed wire fence from tabletop wilderness in central Arizona. This is important work. Uh, it immediately benefits wildlife and our public lands. So yeah, get out there and uh, help out with some of this physical labor. You can contact my colleague, Trika, at trikaazwildlife.org. I'll have her information below as well. All right, um, and then everybody's favorite, becoming an outdoors woman. April 28th through the 30th at Friendly Pines Camp in Prescott. Also, they'll have some Becoming an Outdoor Woman scholarships if folks are in need of assistance. Okay, um, let's see, let's see. All right, April 2nd, National Wild Turkey Federation and Rio Salada Sportsman's Club are hosting a turkey hunting seminar at, and I don't know what this is, RSSC's Activity Center from 1 to 4 p.m. I'll have a link below where you can figure that out, I promise. April 8th, the National Wild Turkey Federation is hosting a seminar at Cottonwood at the BFW Hall from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And then April 20th through the 23rd, uh, the Turkey Federation is hosting or helping youth hunts in units 6A, 23, and 1, and 27. There are over-the-counter non-permit opportunities for all camps for those who did not draw a tag in October. I already told you, you don't want to miss out on this. Uh, I'm fortunate to have a turkey tag in my pocket. I, I gotta admit, I'm not a very good turkey hunter here out west, um, but I'm working on it. I find turkeys unsettling and I make a lot of mistakes. But you could probably uh, cut that learning curve and, uh, and get ahead of me quickly on this if you take advantage of one of these camps. Okay, that's it for our announcements today. Um, again, this show was a blast to record. And I am a, a passionate small game hunter, and I think it comes through in this. Um, it comes through in all of this with, with my guests as well. So, yeah, this is fun, and I hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk after. All right, welcome, gentlemen. Hello. How's it going? All right. Let's uh, let's start with some intros. Um, Fife, let's start with you. Who are you? What, what do you do? And uh, yeah, t- tell us about your general interest in the outdoors. All right. Uh, yeah, my name's Nathan Fife. I am the new small game biologist for the Arizona Game Fish Department and the small game program, uh, taken over for Jonathan Odell. Um, yeah, as far as what got me out into the outdoors and everything, dad, <laughs> you know, yeah. summing that up. But, um, yeah, no, I remember being you know young and him taking me out uh, hunting squirrels, mm-hmm. different things like that, going quail and dove. And then uh, as I got older, you know, when I turned 10, putting in for the big game draws and deer and elk and yeah. everything like that. And it, yeah, it got its claws in me and it went. Awesome. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about your position? Because I'm excited. Uh, Jonathan O'Dell is a, a friend of both of ours, everybody yep. in this room. And John was a popular guy around here, but he yeah. left us. He headed down to Argentina. I talked to him just the other day, and he uh, he had just started his culinary school in Argentina. Yeah. 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 So um, this is actually my uh, second week <laughs> into the position. So definitely getting uh, settled in and everything. But so how it's, um, I guess, broken up, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with uh, Larissa Harding. Yep. And she is going to take over for the the flyway position, all of our migratory you know, game birds. Uh-huh. 
my primary focus will be all of our non-migratory critters, so your squirrels, quail, grouse, all that type awesome. of thing. Um, but then obviously, you know, she she can come over and help me and I her, you know, type of thing. Um, but yeah, right now, getting myself settled in, I'm getting ready for dove banding season, getting all of our, our old bands squared away, getting ready to send those out to different regions and our uh-huh. volunteers and get all that going. Right on. Yeah, I collected one of those dove bands once. Um, I was really excited about it, expecting, you know, to like turn in the number and get back this like great long journey. Yeah. And it was like shot like a well i shot it two miles from where it was released it was like a month earlier (laughs) but it was one of odell's bands but um yeah those are some big shoes to fill man but uh i'm very excited that it's you Uh, yeah and you know it might sound like i I like fife here the (laughs) truth is he's my nemesis but we'll get to that more later um aj how about you come from uh pennsylvania northwest pennsylvania in the snow country Mm -hmm. and uh Grew up trout fishing like crazy and then got on my uncle's farm as a kid and uh, started uh, deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And there was turkey and squirrel and everything was there. Yeah. And uh, my my whole life is, I feel best when I'm outside in the woods. Amen. And then coming out here, it's like the woods in the desert. I'm good. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know it was funny for me because I grew up back east too. And I just, I associated those hard, the hardwoods with hunting and angling and the smells and the sounds. And when I got out here and I got to, I got back into hunting and angling out here and I, it immediately made me homesick, but it did not take long, you know, until I started to recognize the diversity of the habitats here and, and making those same associations out here in the West and in the desert. Yeah. It's funny. I, uh, we'll be out doing projects and stuff or hunting or fishing and I'll be walking around. Oh, there's a good, good blade of grass and I'll just walk over, pluck it and eat it. And people look at me like, what an idiot. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Sure. You know, I like all that kind of stuff. Uh, right on. Well, we're here today to talk about the Arizona Small Game Challenge. And uh, this this is a joint venture between Arizona Game and Fish Department mm-hmm. and Valley of the Sun Quail Forever, which AJ is here representing. So can you tell us a bit about Valley of the Sun Quail Forever, AJ? Yeah. Uh, Valley of the Sun Quail Forever is a local chapter of National Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever mm-hmm. out here in Arizona. We basically are, are from uh, our area, if you will, is basically from Casa Grande through the north part of the state. Mm-hmm. There's a southern chapter, and then there's also a Yuma Women on the Wings chapter down, uh, Pheasants Forever group yep. down there. So those are our three chapters here in Arizona. Um, we've been around hmm, six, maybe seven years, I think, total. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started this uh, challenge five years ago. And uh, we do a lot of habitat. A lot of people go, oh, you just go out and quail hunt and stuff. And we, we do. And we teach a sure. lot of people how yeah. to do that. But uh, we do a lot of educational stuff. Uh, we were 2021 chapter of the year for outdoor and uh, education, mm-hmm. uh, outreach and education uh, for Quail Forever National. We do lots of different types of events. And uh, education of, is really key. So we like to do stuff for families and get the kids involved. We do all kinds of stuff, but we're really known as a, a habitat project yeah. organization. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that comment, just quail hunting, it's it's funny because just hunting, just hunting or, or just hiking or just just whatever in the outdoors, That's it's not just a just thing. That, that stuff, that's creating this, this connection to the outdoors, and that's what conservationists are made of, and that, that system – of you know model of wildlife conservation that we're participating and we do that works for wildlife 
You know, when, when we're sitting around talking about threatened and endangered species, we're not talking about game species because there's a ton of people with that tangible connection and a ton of money being put into it and a ton, just a ton of people that care about this stuff. You know, and then, you know, that habitat set aside. When habitat is set aside, critters do well. Right. So. Well, game and fish, what there's like 800 species that they take care of, and, that, mm -hmm. and that's not even all the fauna. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the flora, the flora. I, right. I get that confused. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if I go elk hunting or quail hunting or trout fishing and I don't get anything, I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. Because I spent the day outdoors and I saw all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's what being involved in it with these outdoor groups is all about right you know? yeah it's, it's a good circle to run in isn't it yes it is yes it is all right aj you want to give us kind of the overview of what the arizona small game challenge is sure uh so the arizona small game challenge is uh four different challenges that you can choose from the uh you can only choose one each year and uh it just started five years ago and uh so to complete the four challenges, obviously, you have to have four years. And uh, they are quite a challenge, though. Uh, and we have four different uh, four different types. The one is the native quail <clears throat> uh, challenge, which is just the, uh, the Mern's quail, the Gamble's quail, and the scaled quail. That's called the native quail challenge. And then we have the upland, ultimate upland bird challenge, which is the Gamble's, the Mern's, and the scaled, but also the chucker and the dusky blue grouse. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the Desert Small Game Challenge, which is, the again, the, the three quail, gambles, merns, and scaled. But then you have a cottontail rabbit, a white-winged dove, a Eurasian collared dove, and a mourning dove. Mm -hmm. And so like on the, on the native quail, you have to get all three of those. On the upland bird challenge, you have to get all five of those. On the Desert Small Game Challenge, there's seven animals. You have to get at least five to complete the challenge. And then the same is for the mountain small game challenge, which probably is the hardest. Uh, but you guys will tell me that later. Uh, the, the dusky blue grouse, the chucker, band-tailed pigeon, cottontail rabbit, abert squirrel, kaibab, kaibab squirrel, and the red squirrel. So those are the four challenges. And you, you so we partnered with Game and Fish. Uh, so you pay $25 to accept a challenge. And... That money goes into a pot. We we hold that, and then Valley of the Sun Quail Forever matches that twenty five dollars for habitat proce mm -hmm. projects that benefit small game animals. So it's really a kind of a win win win. Uh, it allows you to uh, participate in a challenge, which is kind of cool anyway. Right. But it basically it forces a hunter, brand new to the state or an old old hunter to learn the actual state that you live in yeah. because you have to go to different areas. Uh, you have to learn about animals that how many people know about a band-tailed pigeon. Mm -hmm. You have to learn that animal and where that lives and go try to get that bird. Uh, so it, it, the challenge is real and, and it's really cool. And then uh, it, so the win-win, you get to go everywhere and explore Arizona while you're hunting a small game. And then of course, from a, from a hunting standpoint, if you're brand new to the state, like so many people are, it's a great way to get into the state and learn the Arizona and then get learn how to hunt in Arizona and then proceed on to big game too. So small game really is a, a step into the big game world eventually. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I know all of us that with Quail Forever, 
they elk hunt and javelina hunt and mm-hmm. they bear hunt and they fish. We're all outdoorsy people wanting to do more stuff. And uh, men, women, and kids are all invited. And, and so from a kid's standpoint, the challenges are great because you don't have to have a 30-06 or something. You can just get a basic shotgun, go learn about small animals, and have fun. And that really is the bottom line yeah. to it. Uh, so they so they go on our website, which is votsqf, V-O-T-S-Q-F.com. They uh, sign up for the challenge. And then through Game and Fish's website, then you have your uh, uh, places to go in and submit your uh, your uh, information that you actually did re- harvest these animals and you took a picture with the with that animal out in the field and you guys did it so you guys can explain all that kind of stuff better. So then you just do all of that and uh, and then at the end, if you complete a challenge, then you get a really cool plaque from Game and Fish with uh, the year tag on it. Yeah, and uh, and it's a really nice plaque. I, I oh, admit. Yeah. So you know. Uh, so that's kind of the that's kind of the small game in a in a package, if you will. Yeah, well, thank you. That's a great explanation. And uh, I'll tell you what, if I can comment on a couple things. One, well, okay, I'll put it this way: when this first came out, I was immediately excited. I love chasing critters. I love exploring new habitats. I mean, it speaks to me. And you know, to have like this personal challenge thrown in, and you know, you get swag at the end. Oh my god, you know, it's just so much fun. Uh, and I've always, I've always loved small game just as much as big game. I mean, I've harvested a number of bears, elk, deer, you know? Um, but I also, I love chasing squirrels still. I love chasing birds. And, uh, this, this opportunity, you know, will take people to places they would have never went. And I'm sure Nathan feels the same way. Um, but when I first heard about this, uh, I was on the, at whatever Arizona hunting Facebook page. Um, and somebody commented, Oh, that looks like fun for the kids. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> it just <laughs> struck a nerve. Yeah. And I, I am adult enough not to, um, comment on a, on a Facebook post. I don't like that <laughs> doesn't go anywhere. Um, but honestly, man, I feel sorry for people to think that way. Um, well, one, this is certainly not just for kids and, and no, Nathan will back not. me up on <laughs> yeah. that. Some of these hunts are big game effort hunts. Um, and we'll get into more of that later, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't get that mentality. I don't get it at all. I, um, I honestly don't, I, I, you know, if you have, well, like you hunt all the time with your kid, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. And there's so many kids that we talk to, they, they don't, they don't know hunt. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to fish. They don't know how to do anything. Well, the, the adults have to be the ones that take them out and get them going. Yeah. This is a perfect way to just say, it Hey, is. this is what we're going to do. And we'll go explore everywhere together and we'll learn together. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and I mean, you can't get that elk or deer or whatever tag every year. So, I yeah. mean, this definitely gives everybody an opportunity to just <laughs> get out there, yeah. go and enjoy it. You yeah. know, I'm just going to say this might work for better parents than I am. Because my, my son and I, we tra- chase trout challenges too. And it's a very similar thing. You go to a state, you catch the number of species, and you send in, you get a plaque, you get a little coin. So we do that together. But I'm I'm pretty selfish. I got a lot of prey drive. And it's like, we'll go in my, you know, my boy's a great fisherman, but he's limited, you know, on his casting range and stealthiness and accuracy. Um, 
So in some of these fisheries are super hard, super spooky trout. Um, and it takes a lot of work to get that one fish and then I'll get mine and then I'll spend the rest of the day trying to get his. <laughs> it's so frustrating. And admittedly and shamefully, I have drug him away from places crying so I could keep pursuing my, <laughs> my thing. But you know, I always set it up that way. I'm like, all right, look buddy. Yes, you can come with me, but, but no, this is my goal and I have this much time to get it done and we're, I'm not going to get back here for a couple of years. So this is what we're doing. But you know, the, I'm pretty selfish, but uh, <laughs> he's a great kid. And I, and I love, dearly love playing with him in the outside, the outdoors. But uh, He's a cool yeah. little kid oh, I, with the, he's the a pictures of him. And, yeah. uh, and Edward always goes everywhere. Oh, Edward him. too. Oh, yeah. Edward, our, our German short-haired. Um, okay, so let's... Five, what, in your opinion, the, the, someone that's interested in, in getting into this, mm-hmm. what, what, what level, I mean... Where do you think they should start? So anybody that's interested and you want to go ahead and get out there, small game hunting and, you know, sign up for one of the challenges, I would recommend that you go ahead and start with the desert challenge. I would agree. Um, So for me, prior to the challenge, I had never hunted Merns. I had Mm -hmm. never hunted scaled quail. Um, You know, I've talked to people about it. through various projects at work, you know, I'd be down in that habitat. So, you know, I had some general ideas of where I could find them, but just not having that knowledge, you know, the type of thing that's what made me put off mm-hmm. the the native quail challenge for so long. And then with the, the desert challenge, you know, how plentiful Gamble's quail is, you know, right. I feel like that's a, that's a attainable goal for any, sure. anybody yeah, starting out. Don't need out. a dog. All you need is a shotgun and yeah, just time to go walk around in the desert. Yeah. yeah. So with that, and then, you know, the dove species, you know, mm-hmm. that's depending on where you go. I mean, you go down to Yuma, you go over to Arlington, some of those, those ag fields, it's very obtainable for you to get all three of your doves opening day. Yeah. Well, I have to put in a little plug for a Robin's Butte because we've been partnering a lot yeah. with Valley yeah. Sun Quail forever with Game and Fish creating a second Yuma, if you will, for dove hunting. Yeah. Uh, the city city of Buckeye really came up and uh, did a lot of cool things, putting up signs out, uh, lunch meals and stuff discounted for dove hunters last year. It was really right. cool to see all of that starting to grow down there now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's definitely cool to see that every year, you know, kind of get a little bit more popular and, you know, gain more attention. Um, but then, yeah, other than that, um, a cottontail, you know, it's, I I don't know how it was for you with your desert challenge, but for me, I swear, whenever I'm not looking for one, I'll see (laughs) one around every corner. And then, you know, when I go ahead and try and get it, I I did my desert challenge in 2019, but, um, that was the last one I got. Yeah. I I just, it took me forever to find one of those buggers. And I don't remember, (laughs) I don't remember, but. The desert challenge was definitely my first challenge. And especially if you live in the Valley, yeah. most easily, easily obtainable for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't remember what my first one was. Not at all, but also let's, uh, let's say that, uh, so to do this, you know, you, again, you need a shotgun, a pair of boots and a little time to get out in the field. Yeah. Have plenty of public land, even around the Valley, plenty of critters to chase. So what you do is you go out and you, you, and this is not about, you know, this is not a, 
how do I say it? like a, a, a predator killing contest. Okay. This no. is not a rack em up type no. of thing. No, God this no. is, you go out and you harvest these amazing, delicious animals. You go home and you make a, a meal that celebrates them and, and you just enjoy being in the outdoors. But what you do after you harvest that animal, you take a picture of it with a timestamp. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, then you would send that into uh, Valley Sun Quail forever and, and go on down the line, chasing your critters. But okay. So desert challenge, Pretty easy, good place to start, even for a new hunter. This is not a really hard one. I mean, no. you, you need to get out there and, and learn about these animals and yeah. spend some time in the field to make it happen, but but it's certainly obtainable. Oh, so for sure. What did you do next, Nathan? After that, um, based upon some previous knowledge I had prior, I had already went grouse hunting and band-tailed hunting. Mm-hmm. So I might be one of the oddballs, but I felt more comfortable with the mountain challenge than I did the other two. So I went ahead and to help spear me to get out there, I picked up a leftover um, fall turkey tag Mm -hmm. over up in, you know, the grouse woods type of thing. So between going for my, my squirrels and my grouse and my turkey, you know, I, I, I was, I was ready to go. You know, I had a lot of options to me for when I booked you know so to speak that trip to to get up that sounds like a heavenly trip to me yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was awesome um i went ahead and like i said i picked up that that leftover turkey tag went out um grouse season had already started Mm -hmm. um but the opening day of the turkey hunt was also opening day of squirrel so i went ahead got out there first thing got my red squirrel i was like okay you know check <laughs> type of thing um went ahead and you know stayed up in the grouse woods type of thing i figured if i saw a turkey great you know bonus bird um didn't have any luck really mm-hmm. then uh ventured out to go uh try and get my kaibab squirrel and um wasn't expecting it you know up in the the ponderosas and everything and flushed a grouse and took me by surprise ended up getting that and then next day Went ahead, went out, um, got my kaibab squirrels, and headed on down to go ahead and get my uh, band-tailed and uh, abert squirrel over up by um, up on the rim. So. Nice. Well, I think I did the native quail challenge next, but I'm okay. going to skip over to the mountain challenge just to, to keep things all lined up nice. Okay. Um, I found it very difficult, but not difficult necessarily because the pursuit of these particular species is all that hard. I mean, it can be quite easy if you know where to go, but that's True. the hard part. True. But also the travel involved and, oh, yeah. and the, the lining up of the seasons, you know, it's like, I got to be up here by this date, then back down here by this date. And I got to be successful on these yeah, trips or it's yeah. not going to come together, you yeah. know, this year. Gas so, gets expensive. <laughs> to clarify, yeah, for sure. <laughs> to clarify a couple things too. Uh, when Nathan says red squirrel, that's also known as a pine squirrel. Um, so little guys live mm-hmm. up in high mountain spruce fir forests. And we talk about abert squirrels. Um, we're talking about our, our regular gray aberts, tasseled squirrels that live in mm-hmm. our ponderosa pine forest. And when he talks about the kaibab squirrel, that is a subspecies of the abert squirrel that lives exclusively up on the kaibab plateau. But you know what's interesting? In my yard, I get black-bellied aberts. I got pictures like of on my really? little game camera in the yard of, of both species at the same time. I mean, you know, it's a genetic variation. It's not a different species. Yeah. But um, but they're they're striking, striking squirrels. They're just beautiful. Uh, wow. But yeah, so uh, that just clarifies those. But yeah, it was tough. And you know, a lot of people don't even know what a bantail pigeon is. Oh no, yeah. You know, and, and this is our only native North American pigeon. Yep. Closest relative would be the. Uh, passenger pigeon that is right. now extinct. So this is the only one left. Um, 
they're they're not hugely abundant. The season's restrictive. What is it like two weeks? Yeah, it's not very long. It's something like that. Yeah. And you can only harvest two a day. Correct. So a really special bird and, and quite delicious too. Oh, um, yeah. oh really? Oh yeah, they're good. Yeah, um, I've never had that. Right. So then, yeah, you know, you got to haul yourself all the way up to the Kaibab looking for grouse. There's other places you can get grouse as yeah. well, but still, they're all far away. It, it and it's a trip. <laughs> never a guaranteed trip that you're going to find them. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was a tough one for me, just, just lining all those up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think going into it, like, obviously, you know, I, I want to get this critter, I want to get this critter, and, you know, you hope it all works out. But that little voice in the back of my head just kept telling me, you know what? You're up there. You're having fun. It's beautiful country. Worst case scenario, you took the shotgun for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not such a bad thing. And man, let me tell you, the grouse woods on the Kaibab mm-hmm. in September are stunning. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the, the aspens are glowing gold. They're just beautiful. Everything's yellow. But uh, so, yeah, that's the mountain challenge. I I've apparently found it more difficult than Nathan did. Um, and if it's not clear, Nathan and I have both completed this challenge as of this year. And as we're moving along, I remember asking your predecessor, Odell, I'm like, <laughs> hey, so who else is doing this? You know, because I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to finish it, you know, and yeah. I'm going to probably I'm, I'm going to try to be the first one to finish. He's like, oh, no, you got one guy. You got one guy that's trying to do the same thing. So um, as this goes along, Nathan and I start talking more and, and eventually start hunting together on the last year. And, and that's where everything went south. But um. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I remember talking with you know Jonathan, too, and you know your name got brought up and everything. And I think it was either the first or the second year, you know, signing up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there on social media. I'm like, OK gonna try and find people that are doing this and um try and find people that are doing this so i'm looking up various hashtags you know az small game az small game challenge yeah, and everything. i'm yeah. seeing your pictures and i'm like all right <laughs> this is the one i gotta i right, gotta get right. <laughs> well i knew of him trying it because i had met him mm-hmm. a long time ago but i hadn't met you and i didn't know you were doing it and then he said there's one other guy remember that was mm-hmm. like i think two years ago yeah and uh yeah, so that's when it then it was like then it was really interesting yeah. for me looking from the outside in at both of you guys right. doing it, you know. All right, um, native quail challenge. I think that's naturally the the next progression in this. Mm-hmm. Um, for you know, for your serious Arizona upland hunter, they're going to do this every year. Oh, yeah. You know, you're going to go out after all three species, very likely harvest several of all three species, and you know that's that's how hardcore quail hunters do it. But you know, for the novice, this can be a one. This one can be tough too, um, oh, yeah. especially. No dog, um, yep. not that it's impossible. I mean, my my first successful Merns quail hunt without a dog, I shot six. Oh, you know, wow. yeah, and that's just hiking them up by myself. But I'd also previously been out a couple times and not kicked up a single bird, so right. I put in a lot of miles. But um, but yeah, just it's helpful to know folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at you can look at range maps that yep. helps. But if you don't know the habitat to look for, you're going to struggle. So it's best to, to get to know people. And, and also, you know, I should throw it out there. <sighs> spots, good spots are hard earned. You know, you burn a lot of boot leather or they're shared to you in trust by other hunting buddies. Yeah. And you can't give those spots away. You know, I mean, I don't have a single waterfowl spot of my own. And I have folks moved to Arizona and they seek me out and they ask me, I'm like, look, I'd love to help you, but none of these are mine to give away. Yeah. Um, and I, what I recommend to people is get involved with the conservation organization. 
you go go to AJ and say, hey, how do I get involved in Valleus and Quail Forever? He's, he's going to open that door wide for you. All it's going to take is one or two outings, helping them out on projects, and you are going to know all of the good spots. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not hard, but you do have to put in some effort. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So how'd your quail hunt go? Um, I started the season first thing for the you know the opening day. Got it. My uh, my gambles quail mm-hmm. uh, went out first thing in the morning. Kind of heard them calling off in the distance and went uh, went chasing. Uh, me myself, I I don't have a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, later down the road, I would love to get one. I'm still undecided on what what breed. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I went ahead and uh, did my uh, native quail challenge without a dog, which definitely added some some difficulties to it mm-hmm. and definitely put in some miles on the boots. Um, but my next quail that I checked off, um, I guess taking a step back, we found out we had the crane hunt yeah. with each yeah, other. That's where, did, is that the first time we met? Um, or at least in person? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we've kind of figured out again who, we, who each other was and got to talking and everything. And I remember through our conversations in the blind, you know, crane hunting, I'm like, yeah, you know, I haven't hunted, you know, scaled quail before or anything like that. And I remember, you know, you gave me a spot or two and um, that's where I ended up getting my, my mm-hmm. scaled quail. Um, so you talking about, you know, getting to know people and network yep. and everything like that. Yeah, true story pays off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went ahead um, and my first attempt at it, you know, I went ahead and I I found a, a covey of birds, you know, got into them, flushed them, may, got a shot off type of thing and just never got back into them. And I remember being out there and you know, getting me a, another gambles and yeah. stuff like that, which, you know, it's always fun, but it's like, ah, oh, dang it. You know, those, those scalies, when they run, they can put some distance oh, behind them. Yeah. You, know, you can lose them pretty easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was uh, going after the covey and uh, they, they definitely gained some ground on me. And next thing I know, I'm like, wow, you guys got some legs on you. You're, you're out there a ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I ended up uh, coming back, finally getting my scaled quail. And then, um, so during that that same day, I that I got my um, another gambles, mm-hmm. and then I got my my scaled quail, and uh, went ahead and talked to a, a friend of mine. I'm like, hey, you know, I um, I'm wanting to head down over by um, Sonoida and go ahead and try and get me my my Merns quail. I'm talking to my friend. She's like, well, you know you're that's a bit of a drive like i don't know how much uh how much hunting you're gonna get in and by the time you get out here especially since you don't have a dog yeah so she went ahead and she was nice enough she gave me a spot for Mern's quail so i went ahead and went out there um long bumpy road by the time i finally got out there i'm like well i don't I think the drive was going to be about the same regardless you know um but finally get out there get hiking up the hillside flush up a, a covey of Mern's. nice Got one right off the initial covey flush when got picked it up. They flushed again, got a second one. And, you know, it was time to head back to the truck type of thing because you know, it was getting dark, had a long bumpy ride back out. But as I'm going back to the truck and, you know, putting my gear away, putting the birds in the cooler, it, it kind of clicks. I'm like, well, dang, I just got all three of them in one day without a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the? Yeah, it's doable, man. Yeah. I, I would sometimes argue, although, you know, Edward's three years old, I've not been the best trainer. I mean, I'm a good dog trainer as far as day-to-day life, family mm-hmm. dog. 
Uh, we do everything together, go everywhere together. He fishes with me, but, uh, not, not, not been the best trainer when it comes to hunting. I've done some training with him, but I would argue, and I would say at this point, mm-hmm. he's definitely a benefit, um, when I'm chasing quail, but to say it's more difficult without a dog, I, I would argue that point. Oh, okay. Cause I mean, there's a lot of difficulty that comes with a dog, especially yeah. a young one. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It's, I can it's, see it. it can be satisfying, but boy, that dog. He's just bound and determined to hurt himself badly every time he's in the field. He just charges, you know, with no abandon, and no <laughs> no regard for his own safety. But uh, but no, it is it's very satisfying hunting with the dog. But but yeah, it comes with its ups and downs for sure. Okay, yeah, I mean, we've had this dog before. You need a dog. Life is better with I, a good dog. Yeah, I, I need one, but it uh, it's gonna wait for a little bit. <laughs> I, I'll, 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 I'll I'll do this one more time. You are never gonna be in a place in your life that you're gonna be like, you know what? Things are settled. I'm not busy anymore. It'd be a good time to get a dog. It's not going to happen. So you might as well just pull the trigger. <laughs> just rip that bandaid off. Yep. <laughs> all right. So that takes us all the way through uh, the first three challenges, or depending on how you do them. Um, but uh, then there's the last one, the ultimate upland challenge. And, and in my opinion, the, the harder than even though the mountain challenge was harder, mm-hmm. this one's harder. But it's only because of one species. Yes. And that's a tough one. But Nathan, um, <laughs> We, uh, let's see, what, what all did we hunt together on this one? Uh, so we went ahead and we hunted our chuckers. I guess that's a chucker Marns and Merns. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, tell you what, I'm going to start this one. If okay. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you interject. So, all right. With this one, I had failed at this one the previous year. It took me five years to finish this thing. I had failed the previous year cause I could not find a chucker. Um, I mean, I had good intel, but holy hell, that country is big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really big. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't find a chucker, and I blame it on buying a new house. I was just, I was busy, busy that year. I was 2021, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so 2022, I'm back at it. I'm bound and determined. I'm living up north now, so I'm a little closer. I can get back and forth. I'm bound and determined to get this finished. So let's see. What all species are on there? We have, we have all three quail. All three grouse, quail. Grouse and chucker. chucker. Yep. Okay. So I think I'd already harvested a gambles and a scaly. I think, no, just a gambles. I think. Mm, no, no, because <laughs> grouse and chucker open September 1st. Ah, that's right. Okay. Yep. So I went up for grouse. I think I went up. Was yep. it opener opening weekend? I know. I think you came up the day after. I think you were on the second because we randomly met up at the gas station. Yeah. But I'd shot mine the day before. Oh, I thought you shot him that no, day. No, I spent the night there that night because then I was headed for trucker country. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. All right, so I had a stellar day in the woods. Uh, I found a covey of grouse. I shot my limit of three birds right there on day one. So I'm heading over. This is up on the Kaibab, um, and then I'm going to head over to uh, this big, just just huge, <laughs> desolate, you know, most remote country you can get into in Arizona and, you know, look for a needle in a haystack again, like yeah. I did the year before. Um, but I'm at Jacobs Lake gas station and Jacobs Lake, I, I, it appears to me to be the center of the universe when it comes to that country up yeah. there, because yeah. I'm never at that gas station in the middle of nowhere and I don't run into somebody I know. <laughs> so uh, I'm on, I, I, let's see, I, I got on my phone and that's the only place you have service too. Correct. So you get yeah. there, your phone lights up. And, uh, I think you had texted me that you were going to be up there mm-hmm. and I was going to, I think I was going to get on there and text you. Cause I thought you're going to hell man. I don't remember any of this. It's been a long day, <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, uh, I'm heading over to the Chucker country. You had just got up there and it, it, I'm texting you and, and 
you're texting me and then you look over and you're like, oh, there you are. So we're both there at the same time and we get to talk and Nathan has not gone out chasing his grouse yet, but there's also this opportunity now that we can both head over into this big desolate Canyon country, um, together, um, which is always better in country yeah. like that. Cause I think the trailhead that we had hiked in on, I forget what the last entry in that trailhead was in the journal. Oh, it was, it was I, years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is not country that, uh, is, is easily accept, accessible. Um, and not a lot of people. So if you break down out there, you're going to be there for a while yeah. <laughs> until some farmer comes by uh, or you, know, you walk for days out. But, um, so we have this opportunity to go together. Um, Nathan decides to, you know, pass on the, the grouse that day and, and we headed over into chucker country and I'll let you take it from there if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so prior to heading out there, you know, I, I talked to some people, tried to get some Intel on where to go, what to look for, you know, finding that needle in a haystack as you put it. And, uh, you know, I was told a couple locations. So I remember we went ahead and headed out and, um, yeah, the whole ride out there, you know, you, you just hear of everybody, you know, yeah, I was just out there, you know, on my side by side, or I was out there in the truck. And next thing I know, you know, they're, they're running across the road. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. it, it, it's that easy. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, so I remember us, you know, driving out and, um, you know, trying to look as we're driving, but we ended up getting out there, um, that evening, you know, quite a, quite a distance to get out to that first spot. We went ahead and went out to, but woke up the next day, um, kind of just hunted on top of the flats, looked for any type of sign. Mm -hmm. Um, Cheat grass. When, when Nathan says the flats, we're up on the tops of these huge, huge canyons. I yes. mean, we're talking like big canyons, way down deep. Yeah. But uh, we're we're up on the tops of these, and to get from one spot to the other, it's you know, as a crow flies, maybe a mile, a quarter mile to a mile. But as a drive, you're talking hours to, yeah. to get around and check out these different places. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> took a while. But, um, yeah, we're sitting there, you know, hunting these flats and everything and, um, checking out the various catchments that have been put in, you know, for water, for all the various critters up there. And, um, again, looking for any type of sign and we just kind of keep doing this throughout, you know, was it the next two days? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah, when I say big game effort, every time you go up chasing these, these devil birds, yeah, it's, uh, you're birds. talking a multi-day trip, um, a ton of gasoline yeah. and a lot of effort yeah no definitely uh bring bring yourself prepared yeah. i mean i know when after well when we left jacob's lake i went ahead and topped off two gas tanks just in case right. i'm like i'm i don't want to be that guy that yeah. has to try and get service and make that phone call yeah. and also <laughs> mind you so I'd, I'd hunted them the year before and and, and took i don't know two three trips up there and this is this is on the tail end of a very long drought. I mean, there was no water in that country. So you always have that little voice in the back of your head being like, God damn, are these even here? This yeah. country is so huge, you know? And it's like, where do I go? How do I start? Are they, are they even here? Am I wasting my time? Yeah. But Because nobody kills chuckers in Arizona. It just doesn't happen. You don't hear very many people and that, you know, prior to taking on the challenge, trying to talk to anybody mm -hmm. as far as, you know. Yeah, everybody would know somebody that years ago found them up yep. there or something, you know. And Yeah, but, anybody in, you know, recent no, time. No hard like, evidence anywhere. Yeah, you know? 
yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a, a challenge in and of itself to get any information. (laughs) All right, we'll carry on. Oh yeah. Um, so I remember we went ahead and got to our first spot and we pretty much for those first two days, just checking out each spot, hitting it pretty heavy. Me, you, you know, Edward being out there too, Mm -hmm. seeing if, if he could, you know, find us some birds or anything and just coming up empty handed, empty handed. Um, and then I believe it was the evening of the third day is when we went ahead and we were heading back to the trucks, going to get ready, you know, eat our, our dinner, set up camp, all, all that good stuff. And all of a sudden we just kind of stop and yeah, that, 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 that's a chucker calling. Like yeah. they, they do exist. Right. Oh. <laughs> God, that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, uh, I just remember that like rekindling you know that yeah. that flame or that drive like uh-huh. oh you know like, yeah that, here we go <laughs> and that, that wasn't miles down in the canyon either no that, that was up up near the top where we were but it was so late in the evening it was getting dark yeah. it's like we couldn't even make a play on it no yeah no it was one of those you know take a note of where you're at and let's mm-hmm. uh let's formulate a game plan for the next morning which which we did yep and you know that next morning comes and we head on back on over to that spot and I remember, you know, s- sitting there and, you know, just being quiet, listening for them. Mm-hmm. And then we just keep hearing them calling from down below, down below. And we're like, okay, well, you know, are they, are they going to come up here? Maybe, you know, try and get a drink at this catchment or, you know, what, uh, you know, neither, neither one of us had hunted them. So we're yeah. like trying to figure out what, <laughs> put your, your mind thought in the, in, in a trucker, you know, yeah. see Where, where's the area of the canyon they want to get to for safety or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, what's their, what's their day to day checklist of you know what they yeah. want to do. Right. Yeah. In short, we didn't know. No. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Um, but yeah, we ended up, uh, hearing them again that morning and, you know, we went ahead and we, we put in a good morning's hunt up there on the yeah. flat and, you know, we went ahead and decided, let's let's get down there. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead and try and figure this out. Yeah, unfortunately, where we heard them was not up on the top where we heard them the evening before. They were miles down in the bottom of this abyss. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really after, you know, three days of, of hunting hard, it's it's hard to convince yourself that you need to go down. And we're talking 100 degree plus days, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was hot. It, yeah, it was definitely toasty. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we had already had a long day by the time we finally convinced ourselves. It's like, look, this, this is not going to happen if we don't go where the birds are. Yeah, exactly. And now, yeah, I remember us, you know, okay, we're, let's go ahead and do it. You know, we found our trailhead. Let's go ahead and hike on down in there. Kind of formulating, you know, you know, you had a couple hydration bladders and, you know, Mm -hmm. I had a couple empty Gatorade bottles filling up our water and everything. And of course, you know, like, like you said, a hundred plus days, you know, hiking down to the bottom of the Canyon, you know, midday. That was, that was a challenge in of itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know I keep saying it, but I'm going to say it again. These are not small canyons. These no. are like Grand Canyon level type places. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, definitely a feat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, I remember us hiking down in there, you know, kind of stop listening, trying to figure out, looking at our, our maps for, you know, any type of spring or elevation change, you know, looking and various types of terrain for mm-hmm. you know those those big rocky boulder areas where you always hear people oh yeah next thing i know they're popping up and running across the rocks and everything and just kind of taking our time getting down there um but eventually we you know we make it down to the bottom go ahead and um, get to where we thought we heard them and i remember you know finally getting down there 
and you know, I'm just like, okay, I need to get a drink. I yeah, need to. We, we were spent. Yeah, spent. <laughs> we found like the the one shade tree that we're, we're both right. trying to Huddled get under. under. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no sooner did we sit down and get a drink. Chip, 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 yep, <laughs> you hear that one call off in the distance, like it's you know making fun of us like hey, i'm not gonna let you guys rest yeah I'm over it's here. just far enough that we really don't want <laughs> high enough that we just don't have it in us to to pursue it but yeah we, we did eventually but oh yeah yeah no i mean went ahead and kind of got that drink of water and started to, to go Climb, off climbing and, up yeah yeah hike up and um you know i remember us stopping and being like okay well let's you know, take another another rest here. See if see if they'll call again. See yeah, if we we're can... trying to get a good pinpoint on a location because yeah, every step at that point was a serious expenditure of energy. Oh, we wanted yeah. to make it count. Yeah, definitely trying to gain that elevation where mm-hmm. you know the birds were calling, and then you know, the, again, the, just the train itself with all the, the rock formations and everything like that. It's 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 not easy going after them yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I just remember um, we went ahead, got in. They heard, we heard them call again, and we're like, okay, well, we're both in agreement. They're, they they should be in this area over here. Like, okay, so I think I think you you went low, I went high, mm-hmm. and you know, we just kind of combed through this area. Yeah, and and I'll point out that I'd left Edward up on the rim in the shade in Correct. this kennel because it was too hot to take him down there. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just remember working through that area and, you know, we, we kind of ended up splitting a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know, you were working this one spot, I was working this one spot, you know, we're sitting there waiting, seeing if they'll call against anything. Yeah. And then we end up meeting mm-hmm. back up and just being like, well, <laughs> yeah, that was for nothing. Yeah. yeah. But, um, by that time, you know, I'm thinking about me and you know, my capabilities and everything hiking down and well, I need to get back up. So I remember telling you, I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and start my, my hike back. Yeah. Wait, let, let me, let me go. And then you go again. Okay. Okay. okay right. yep. So, so <laughs> I, me being me and not knowing when to stop, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go farther down where I thought we'd heard birds from the top. And even though I was, I was just got, I was done. I was so done. Um, so I, I'm, you know, trudging down, you know, being miserable, feeling sorry for myself. Um, Nathan's heading back the other direction. And uh, then all of a sudden I hear. Pow, pow. I was like, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> so so here I am. One, I, I'd already put in another mile. I didn't want to put in going the other direction. <laughs> And, and to, if I would have just went back to camp, you know, I'd have been there with you, yep. but all right, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, and, you know, I'm hiking. Wait, I will say that I was happy for you a little bit. Oh, no, I, I really I, was. I, I would have been in the same yeah. boots as you like, ah, oh, dang it. I'm happy for him. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I went ahead and you know, I started my hike back and I'm sitting there and walking on the, you know, the trail and all of a sudden I just kind of catch this glimpse of something moving down low in the brush i'm like oh you know, rabbit or you know whatever and then next thing i know you know i see a couple more moving through and i had my my binoculars with me so i, I put them up and i all of a sudden as soon as i put it up i'm like 
no. (laughs) There they are. You know, they do exist. I'm actually seeing a chucker in Arizona. They're big, too. Oh, yeah. That's what struck me. I was like, oh, my God, they're like chickens. Yeah. Small chickens, but chickens. Yeah, no. Oh, they're that big? Yeah, they're good. Well, I mean, they're. Like that, like huh. football size. Oh, wow. Well, uh, maybe a little smaller in football. Maybe, yeah, yeah, a little bit smaller. But still, when you're used to quail and doves, it's they're strikingly large. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that was the thought when I when I it finally registered what they were. I'm like, huh, well, there's the little gray chickens running around, you yeah. know. <laughs> but um, I, I kind of see which way they're moving. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and I, I kind of work on over and try and cut them off. And I'm I'm getting closer and getting closer. I'm like, thinking to myself, I'm like, well, unless they just booked it on me or something like they should be right around here somewhere Mm -hmm. and you know i kind of take a couple more steps and i I see one kind of step out i'm like okay you know the heck first time ever hunting chucker anything i'm like i'm i'm gonna take my shot Mm -hmm. you know so i went ahead and i shoot and no more did i shoot you know the bird moved and then the whole cubby just flushes so I went in and take another shot of one when it's flying. Miss. My third shot, that, wow. that magic BB went ahead and hit that chucker, just folded it beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I mean, I thought you would probably hear me, but I just remember hooting and hollering and just <laughs> yelling like, yes, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, walking over there. And, you know, sure enough, it's just like, wow, you know, it, just, it all came together at that moment. Like, I finally got a chucker and I mean, yeah. even before you know signing up for the challenges and everything you know i just you know remember seeing you know chuckers in the regs and different things like that i'm like you know those, those are a cool bird one of these days i'd like to get one so just like all of it coming together yeah you know that was that, that was really cool no, really sure neat experience. Was a lovely moment for you yes yes it was uh, <laughs> so while, while all this is happening for nathan i guess i left one of those shots out but um well all this was going on for nathan i was literally just pathetically feeling sorry for myself because <laughs> this is second year all this money you know, all this convincing my wife that I should be out for days spending tons of money on <laughs> gas, chasing a small bird um, again for nothing. Not only that, now I got to hike myself out of this damn canyon. <laughs> and uh, I was so spent. Um, so I'm walking back really just literally pissed off at myself. I should have just went with Nathan. I can't believe it. Um, and as I'm walking back, probably somewhere near where you were. Uh, I hear some ruffling, there's ruffling sounds and I look over and I see a chucker. I'm on one side of the wash. I see a chucker climbing the bank on the other side of the wash and I'm just like, oh my God, I yeah. can't believe what I'm seeing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have no issues with skillet shot, skillet shots. That's shooting a bird on the ground. Um, a lot of wing shooters do. I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I'm here to put meat in the skillet. So, <laughs> um, and especially in this case, you know, yeah, even if yeah. I was a purist, I still would have shot that bird on the edge of the edge of the wash there. So I shoot that bird on the edge of the wash. And, you know, this all this kind of stuff, when it happens, it happens so fast. You're 100 percent on autopilot. Yep. You're not thinking about what you're doing. I mean, you're, you're trying to, but it's just like instinct takes over and it happens quickly. So I shoot that bird and I, I vaguely remember seeing that bird fall down the, the embankment. And then all of a sudden. 20 birds flush into yep. the air. I mean, I don't know if it's 20, it's a bunch of birds oh, yeah. and they flush and I bring that shotgun up and bang, hit another one. And like you said, folds beautifully, just folds up, whew, 
yeah. hits the ground. And like you, I gave a big holler. <laughs> um, and, oh, it felt good. Um, so, yeah, after all that, just mental and physical anguish to have it all come together. Then, then, I'm not done yet. So as, <laughs> as I'm down there looking for my birds, one I found pretty quickly. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, these are huge. Um, but then I go looking for the other one. I'm having trouble finding it. They are the color of the rocks. Oh, yeah. So they blend in very well. I eventually did find that bird. But as I'm looking for it, I hear, you know, the only way anyone would know this sound is that they hunt birds. But that sound of feathers going through the air above you. And th- at this point, the sun is setting. There's a sunset happening. It's just gorgeous. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Dead silence, you know. It's just, it's one of the people that like to hunt in wilderness. It's that kind of stuff that, that they they love, you know, mm. that, that desolate, quiet, and it's just beautiful. And as I'm looking for that bird, I have a whole covey, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 birds fly right over my head. Um, and uh, my shotgun was empty at that point because I just emptied my two barrels. And they land up above me, I don't know, maybe 50 yards up up the side of the canyon of the yeah. rocks. And they're all scrambling over rocks and calling and just enough to get me a little bit interested <laughs> in trying to climb up there and, and get selfish and get me another one. And I took a couple steps forward and one of them on the rock saw me and jumped down. I'm like, no way am I going to go chasing those guys? <laughs> so I found my two beautiful birds and then I started the trudge out of that canyon. And man, let me tell you, that was one of those hikes. Um, I've done some hard hikes in my life. Um, probably the hardest was packing a, a bear out of a, a, a large wilderness area. So eight miles uh, in and out um, three times. It was just brutal, you know, over rough country. But this was, you know, up there with that. Yeah. I would be like one, two, three, four, five steps, stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then one, two, three, four. And God, and it was such a long hike out of there, man. It just oh. took forever. Yeah, I remember hiking up out of there and, you know, sitting there stopping. And, you know, there'd be this perfect boulder that I could yeah. just sit on and, you know, take a couple sips of water and, you know, like, okay, let's let's get back at it. Yeah. Keep taking a couple more steps. Well, that boulder looks nice. Yeah. I'm going to take another break right here. <laughs> it, is, it was miserable. No yeah. question about it. But can you imagine not having those birds in your bag? Oh. <laughs> it would have been a little bit worse. Yeah. For sure. So, um, yeah, at this point in the game, Nathan and I are both uh, trying to finish the last leg, the last challenge. Um, and we both, I don't think we're like, you know, violently competitive people, but we both got a little bit of a itch to like be the first ones to finish yeah, it. Right? For sure. So, so we decide on that hunt, you know, it's like, all right, Hey, quail season's opening up. We'll go out, we'll get our scales, we'll get our murns. And then the last season to open is, I'm sorry, scaled and gambled. But then the last season to open is murns. And so we decide, all right, well, you know, if we both got, you know, our, our gambles and our scaly, when Mern seasons open up, opens up, let's just go out open her together and see who shoots the first bird. Yeah. So that's what we did. Sounds like a perfect yeah. plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's where this podcast just goes to crap. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, Nathan. Tell us about how that went down. <laughs> well, so I, I remember after that, you know, I, I went ahead and I actually ended that trip a, a little bit early because I had to check in and like come on my truck. Mm-hmm. so i'm like well i'm, I'm not gonna oh that's not. right i forgot about the grouse yeah. i'm sorry I'm oh sorry. no no yeah. no you're good but i was like yeah i'm not gonna not gonna push this so i went uh-huh. ahead headed back got that all figured out went out again uh for my grouse and it was actually yeah it, it was opening day of quail was when i got my grouse mm-hmm. 
and for that trip, that was my my second or third day out. And I remember the, I believe it, yeah, I think it was my second day. I went ahead and I, you know, I was out there in the woods type mm-hmm. of thing, you know, walking through, flushed up a bird. I'm like, oh, oh dang, like it wasn't, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't think you really ever are. And they, right. they're, you know, they're, they're good sized birds. Sure. If you're not ready for it, when they flush, you know, at your feet or close, you know, oh, it startles right. you. Sure. So, you know, that bird came and went, I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> And then, um, you know, kind of keep going, try and find that bird. Don't have any luck on my way back to the truck. Mm-hmm. And I'm maybe 40 yards from the truck. I flushed two more. I remember pulling up, shooting, missing. And I'm like, wow. All right. Well, it is just not in the books today. <laughs> like I, I'm just having one of those days. And, um, and yeah, I just, you know, remember finishing out the day. I'm like, oh, dang it. Like, I think, I think Michael's got me, you know, type of thing. And the next day I went ahead and I, I go out and, um, you know, walking around and don't see any birds. So I kind of take the road I'm on, drive down a little bit further to this other spot, get out. And then I'm just kind of going through like my little knowledge checklist in my, in my head, like, mm-hmm. okay, what are the birds like? What, you know, if I was a grouse, what would I be looking for, you know, this time of year and everything. And, I uh, I went ahead and uh, just started to clear this little uh, aspen thicket. Another bird, you know, flushes up on me, and I pull up. I end up finally getting that bird, and it was just a, a beautiful male, just that that yeah. beautiful dark gray color. So I was just ecstatic with that bird. Um, so I went ahead and I'm like, well, I'm not greedy. I'm packing up right now. I'm heading back home, yeah. <laughs> you know, type of thing. And you know, I think it was. Uh, I still had the the time off from work or, you know, what, whatever the situation was at the time. And I remember, you know, driving back, getting a little cell service and sending you the picture. I, th- I think I smarted off something like the race is on or, you know, something yeah, like something that. Like that. <laughs> and um, so I went ahead and, you know, got home and my, uh, my sister was also doing a challenge. She was doing the native quill challenge mm-hmm. and um, she had already gotten her gambles and, she was like, well, you're home. You have tomorrow off. Let's go chase scaled quail. And I'm just beat from driving, you know, the distance up there onto the Kaibab and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, she didn't, she didn't have to convince me too much. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up heading out and uh, got my, uh, my scaled quail with her. Mm-hmm. And that, that was really neat because, you know, I went ahead and, you know, I, I, I don't remember who got you know, their bird first, me and my sister, but you know, one of us ended up getting one and then the other one did. It's funny. I forget who, who got the bird first too, when we were out. Oh oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'll I'll refresh your memory. (laughs) But, um, no, it was just, it was really cool. You know, I, you know, I, I think they're actually gorgeous birds. Oh, they are. Um, definitely once you have one in the hand, it's just like you gain a new appreciation for these, these Mm -hmm. animals. Um, but it was cool watching my sister get her, you know, her bird and seeing, you know, that click and register with her and, you know, yeah. her excitement and just like so ecstatic. And, um, you know, we tried getting in on the covey, maybe you don't get another bird or two out of it, but we just, you know, they're, they're I'm assuming, you know, they, they are runners. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they just outran us and, you know, we never got back into them. You know, you're in the, the tall grass and everything. So 
you know, they, they got away from us. But I remember telling her about midday, I'm like, you know, I am just spent. <laughs> you know, I'm like, do you care if we, you know, we head back now, you know, midday? She's like, no, I'm perfectly fine. She's like, I, I got my bird. I'm like, she's like, I'm going to come, you know, back, you know, around here somewhere one of these, you know, later in the season. So mm-hmm. she was on cloud nine, you know, so we ended up heading back. Um, so yeah, at that point, went ahead and, uh, Chucker, Grouse, Gambles, and, uh, my scaled quail had, had all those at that time. And then uh, fast forward to opening day of Merns. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, Nathan and I uh, we we met up for for opener of Merns. I try to go opener every year. Um, you know, the Arizona Wildlife Federation. We usually have a meeting down there. That's that same weekend. I think actually I think this was the weekend after. But oh well, it's the same around the same time. So it's a good excuse to get down there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nathan and I met up, set up camp. I think you rolled in after I was there and uh, got up and went hunting the next morning had Edward with us and mm-hmm. Edward, you know, per his usual self, he flushed a covey. Um, <laughs> or was it him or was it us? Somebody flushed a covey. I think it was Edward. Yeah. Well, um, so then we're like, well, here we go. You know, let's, <laughs> let's go see if we can find those birds. Um, so at this point in time, <laughs> you both have three challenges completed and you yep. both need a Merns yep. to yeah, finish. It was all about this morning. All this yep. morning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we, we head out and, um, I, I guess I, I'm going to go ahead and tell this because hell you, you got to win. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, uh, it's coming back to you now, right? Yeah, yeah I guess so. So not such a long day I, I anymore. Even, I even told my boss, it's like, Hey, I have to take off and be down there. Otherwise Nathan's going to get this thing before I do. I, I, I remember having the same exact conversation yeah. with my boss. <laughs> so so yeah, we, we flush this covey and then, then we just start stomping around trying to kick, kick up some singles. And, um, oh, let's see, how did it go? Uh, we're, we're both walking along a ridge top. There's a tree mm-hmm. on the ridge top and Nathan goes to the right. I choose to go to the left. Um, and did we already flush one before that? We did. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I remember flushing one out from, I think it was just another tree type of thing. Right. And I just remember us both kind of glancing and looking over at each other like, all right <laughs> here, here we go yeah but yeah sure enough no point in dragging this out um nathan kicks up a bird um i, I thought you missed one and then hit one. yeah it was um it was a, a you know t- two birds yeah and you know they flushed up pretty, pretty well right at my feet type yeah. of thing and that first one i just was not ready at all you know shot missed and then it was kind of one of those you know i i still had the gun up but mm-hmm. i you know the next one flushes just go ahead and hit it Dropped it yeah yeah and it, i mean to to add insult to injury for you i remember it, it ended up folding maybe you know not far out you know in front of you across you know the yeah. other side of the, yeah. the tree type of thing so oh. <laughs> yeah so yeah it all came down to a tree <laughs> a tree and dumb luck Le- left but, or right around a big tree yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so Yes, Nathan was the first one uh, to ever finish the Arizona Small Game Challenge. Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. appreciate it. Um, but yeah, just don't just don't let it get to your head. It was just <laughs> hey. it was just a tree. Hey, <laughs> I'm still working on my uh, my trout challenge. You've had those you go. said and done there for a go. while. All right, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. But man, talk about you know four years for you, five years for me a hell of a lot of great adventures Oh yeah, and a hell of a lot of new habitat explored. 
a hell of a lot of new species bagged and a hell of a lot of great meals. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. You know, <laughs> what a neat program. Yeah. It, it's such a cool program, man. It, I, I wish I was healthy enough to go to some of these canyons that you guys were in. Uh, I, mentally, I was there with you guys in your hunt during your story. You know what right. I mean? Uh, but I know I can't get there anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Uh, but it's a, it's just such, it's just such a cool thing for people to go and do and experience. And the, you know, it's only twenty five dollars to accept a challenge. Right. Yeah. And the money uh, goes right back into into habitat and good work. Exactly. Yeah. We match that twenty five bucks. And then, like in our case, um, trying to be a as an old hunter, uh-huh. I. I First marketed as, uh, are you are you hunter enough to accept a challenge? Mm-hmm. And then I said, are you man enough or woman enough? You know, a hunter doesn't have to be who you are. A hunter, are you ready to pick a challenge? Because there's, it's like it's kind of insane. We match the money. It's kind of insane that we don't max out the hundred people that can accept a challenge each year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, just go oh. do it, man. Have yeah. fun. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I just get so juiced over this stuff. It's so exciting, and yeah, I'd, I'd love to show show podcast listeners a picture of a a complete um, plaque with all the little things on it. But those people at Arizona Game and Fish need to get on the game and send us a twenty twenty three plaque. Uh, we still need to have those people get their cottontails and collar doves. We'll and get there <laughs> on on our on our bots website. There's one that you can look at. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not a it's a it's a demo one. Right, but uh, it's not an official. But at least you can well, see one. Yeah, when <laughs> I get it, I'm sure I will smear it all over social media. Yeah, well, well, you know, Nathan's boss, Larissa, you know, mm-hmm. she's the one in charge of all that stuff. So. I know. I know that was a hint. That's yeah. <laughs> But yeah, well, he, he can't really razz her, but I can. Right. She's just a friend of mine. Right. She's not my employer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it's a kick. I, I recommend anyone, um, you know, whether you fancy yourself as only a big game hunter or, or, or whatever you're into, this is fun. Um, oh, yeah. And you're only going to come out of this a better, more well-rounded hunter, naturalist, outdoorsman, because uh, it's going to take you all over the state. Um, and uh yeah yeah aj thank you thanks for oh, putting all this together well, yeah, and, and doing you. the work behind the scenes and oh make, yeah making these opportunities possible for folks it's fun it's uh really enjoy being yeah. with the chapter valley of the sun coil forever and uh we have a newsletter that goes out each uh, two times a month mm-hmm. and uh try to keep people abreast of everything that we have going on we do we have a couple of really cool new uh habitat projects that we're going to be announcing here pretty quick one's a native seed program uh, that we're going to be kicking off. So it'd be pretty cool. We got some, we could use some volunteers and some people. And like the guys were saying earlier, uh, you help out a little bit on a project, become friends with people. All of a sudden, That's the communication the starts stuff, yeah. spreading around. Yep. And all of a sudden you got hunting buddies and you're mm-hmm. uh, like, like we have, a, that really truly happens with our women's hunt. We have a women's qu- only quail hunt every mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King uh, weekend yep. in January. And uh, those gals just had such a blast, and and all the guys were kicking, uh, cooking food for them, and uh, they were teaching them how to hunt with dogs and without dogs, and it's just great. I mean, but but you got to just like anywhere, mm-hmm. if you don't get involved, you're not going to know, right? And you're not going to have fun. Yeah, yeah. you got to put a little effort into the stuff. Exactly. Yeah, you sure. Know? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, man, the the harder work you put into the stuff, the sweeter the success is. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, those chuckers, it wouldn't have been the same if we would have shot them up there on the rim. 
It just wouldn't have. No, you know? no, it wouldn't have made yeah. it for yeah, the it's, story. It's a, that type two fun, you know, that's miserable when you're having it. But when you look back on it, it's the best stuff in the world. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I still have all those birds in my freezer. Um, I, I, right now, it's like I have the, the holy trinity of, of Arizona birds. I got chuckers. I got grouse. I got bantails. I got you know, the collar dove. Morning dove, all three species of quail, mm -hmm. and, and and don't misunderstand me. It's not because I don't want to use them. I can't wait. Life's just been busy, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and when when I do cook these animals, you know, to me they're special, oh, um, yeah. and I, I want to do something special with them. Those chuckers, you know, I want to do some like weird Mongolian chucker recipe or something oh, like there that. Is something go. something from their their country of origin, you know. Um, oh, that's right. They're from over there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I, quite honestly, I'm not sure about Mongolia. <laughs> something like well, that. Well, I was over say, in that part of the world. I was actually doing some some research, <laughs> looking through some of our our old chucker stuff, and uh, if if memory serves me, the ones that ended up taking, and you know, the ones that we were hunted, yeah, um, those are from Turkey. Yeah, we end up getting those those birds from there. Oh, oh, from Turkey. Mm -hmm. I'll be damned. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, find some cool recipe from, from yeah. their country of Tur origin. Turkish. Countries of origin. Yeah. yeah. Turkish chucker, not Turkish right. turkey. Right. I bet there's some cool, <laughs> cool old stuff out there. So yeah, a lot of special animals and there's a vacuum. So that's probably a good time to wrap <laughs> things up. But, um, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you very much. Um, Nathan and talk about what it like a great, like gateway into your new position, you know, to wrap oh, that up and then. Yeah, no, it, uh, Move right into managing for all these cool species. Yeah, I'm I'm just ecstatic to get going and, you know, looking forward to future projects that we're going to be doing and just, yeah, I'm just excited beyond words. Right. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I truly am glad you're in that position. Thank you. Because it's an important one to me. I love this stuff. Oh, yeah. And I like to see people that are passionate, you know, and in charge of the management of these animals. But I did want to say one last thing. Uh, AJ. Because we... Nathan brought it up in the middle there, uh -huh. uh, but his sister is the first woman. Oh, that's right. I meant to mention the that first too. woman to ever complete a challenge. There's mm -hmm. four challenges. You have to complete them all four. Yep. But she's the first one to complete one. She's also the first person to complete two. Wow. So uh, she's uh, she's gearing up. I think, um, but well, between the two she has left, I think she's going to be signing up for the mountain challenge this upcoming the season. Mountain one. So Ooh. yeah, she's. Uh, Little, little intimidated, you know, going out there for for the grouse and everything. Um, but she is, she is so excited. You know, she's been, she's been, she has. Um, oh gosh, she's probably gonna swap me on the back of the head for this. Uh, three or four uh, German short hair pointers. Yep. And you know, she's really been working with them the last couple of years. So she's, she's excited to get them out there. You know, in the grouse woods and see what happens. Yeah, that's fun stuff. If you'd like to read about her story, I have Nathan's story on our website and also Christy. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go on the, uh, on the VOTS QF, V-O-T-S QF website, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, you put your mouse over the, um, hover over the small game challenge in the menu, then a, a sub menu will open up and it, the top one says stories. And then you can see either of the, both of those stories. Uh, so you can read and uh, get right into that. Because awesome. it, it's they're both great stories, yeah. And uh, it was funny because I, I read Nathan's like fourteen times, you know, and uh, <laughs> and I've heard of Michael's story, and uh, so sitting here listening to you guys talk about it, it was like I was, I was literally out in the field with you. It was oh, just that's fantastic. Awesome. That's it awesome. was just awesome. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this. This was really cool. I yeah. did too. Yeah. I did too. Well. Yeah. 
we better let the cleaning ladies get in here and do what they need to do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you both. Did we leave anything out important? I don't think so. No, I think we got it all. All right, fellas. Well, let's go chase some some big game. There let's we go. Let's <laughs> do it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. So what do you think? I, I thought that was an absolute ball. Fife and Murawski are just enthusiastic. It's just outdoorsmen. I mean, they're great people to be around and great people to talk to. And, you know, the, this uh, small game challenge, you know, I'm, I'm sure it came through that we had an absolute ball, you know, over the last five years. Looking back, zero regrets. All this did for me was encourage me to explore new places, chase new animals, learn an absolute ton about Arizona's habitats and Arizona's wildlife. Um, you know, and then it contributed a little bit to conservation along the way. Uh, had a lot of great meals along the way. You know, there's just, there's, there's nothing to lose here. So I encourage you to get out there and sign up. Do not let that nonsense that small game or for kids get in your way. Cause that is just foolishness. Uh, these animals are absolutely fantastic and are deserving of just as much respect as the large animals that we pursue. You know, and one more point, um, maybe one more opinion, but I think it's pretty damned ironclad. I did not draw an elk tag this year, and I know lots of you didn't either, and I'm sorry to hear that. But with that said, elk tag or no elk tag, I do not have enough time to capitalize on all the opportunity I have here in Arizona every hunting season. Plethora of small game, archery bear, deer, and even even rifle bear. I mean, we have so many over-the-counter opportunities at our fingertips. Um, tons of birds, waterfowl. It's all there for the taking. It, it's all a blast to chase. Um, it all is excellent on the table. And uh, yeah, I just I, I, I wish I had more time because because I enjoy every little bit of it. And uh, I know you will too if you get out there and give it a chance. All right, so with that, I'll get off my soapbox, and um, yeah, I'll catch you back here next time. In the meantime, I hope uh, hope to see you out there in the field somewhere. Thanks, and talk soon. <laughs>